Hey everybody, my name is Austin. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Colton. And we're three close friends who have a desire to share our lives, experiences, and our pursuit of Christ, all from a biblical perspective. You're listening to the Exiles Podcast. Let's talk about it. All right, well, here we are again. Uh, we're back at it. We're back in the saddle. It's been a little while since we've been in this room recording these podcasts. And so now here we are back from last week, and we are ready to rock and roll. Oh, goodness. Uh, we're, we're riding the high off the last episode. I realized that I don't even really think I answered the question. I just started out talking about my kid, but that's okay. Probably going to do that again in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. You got me. I got you, didn't I? Mm-hmm. You got That's me. The second time that you've fallen for our trap. <laughs> Jonathan yeah. gives me you the fall. nod. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan gives me the nod to start, and I lean into the mic just for him to start. He got me. That's right. All right. We've been got, gotten Austin today. Well, <clears throat> you ready? Let's just jump into it. There's no need to banter. No need to banter. I'm not jumping anywhere. I'm going to sit here, but I'll talk about it. Well, you... Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, so, you know, last week we talked about, uh, it's kind of like a, a loose mid-year update, Some, you know, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what the Lord's doing in us and what he's done for us and kind of the most tangible way we're feeling the Lord's grace here recently. So should we should we kind of say why we felt like the need to, to say those things? Yeah. I don't know why myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, I mean, so so for those of you who listen, I hope that you didn't just go, man, these guys just talked about themselves for the last couple, of, <laughs> last 20 minutes, and yeah. why would I care about that? I think the, the goal of that was to say, um, we, we would encourage you that it's a really good time for you to stop and reflect from your first six months in this year, um, for you to remember what the Lord has done even in this time. Uh, maybe it's an opportunity for you to reflect on Maybe some disobedience in your life or some difficulties, some trials that you've been going through. Uh, and to, hey, turn to the Lord and rejoice for what he has done, right? Remembering and reminding yourself the good. So I would say that was that was the heart behind that episode last week is um, we want you guys to just take a moment and reflect on the Lord's goodness over the the first six months of this year, mm-hmm. right? Amen. That was it. So, um, I think that's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about this week. Which is? Which bum, is bada, bum. part two. <laughs> two, you know, two part two. one was uh, what's the Lord done? What's the Lord been doing? What's the first half of the year been like? And so part two is going to be like, what do you want the second half of the year to be like? Not like, you know, what's the best case scenario, but where's the Lord gotten you to? What's the Lord been doing? And now maybe we talk a little bit more about some of our failures that we realized. Hmm earlier this year and some uh, some things that we're hopeful for, there's some things that we're praying for, some of the things that we're seeking the Lord at. Like, you know, when it comes December 31st, 2023, uh, what are some places in our lives or areas in our lives or what are some things that we hope to see? What are some things that we're praying for? What are some things that we hope to improve on? What are some ways in which we see we haven't been super Christ-like and we, decide, we, we desire to be more like Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go because this is something that, you know, again, I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks. So uh, I've been filling in in the pulpit for my father-in-law the last couple of weeks at Livingston Fellowship, if any of you guys know where that is. But 
Uh, he's been having some health issues, and so he's asked me to fill in. And I've been preaching through the book of First Peter, and in First Peter chapter one, um, Peter uh, says a couple of things that really kind of stood out to me in terms of how do I how do I think about the first six months? Where do I want the next six months to go? And and in the first couple of verses, well, let me say in verse thirteen, he says. Uh, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. The one thing that uh, I said last week is that the Lord was so, so good to us in the first six months of this year. And he fulfilled and answered so many of our prayers. And yet there was a personal reality within my heart that said that I had not honestly been as obedient than I should have been. Um, and part of part of that, I think, is in my own spiritual health, uh, in my own personal holiness. I think that there have been serious, there's just been some, there have just been moments where, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but uh, because I, I spent years as a youth minister, because I spent years, you know, my job was studying the scriptures, being in seminary, learning as much as I can about the Bible and the, the, my theology and all these things, I really can find myself at times thinking that I know everything that is to be known. And why would I continue to study? And why would I continue to, to seek these things? And the reality is, is because I know it, then I feel like as I go about my day, I'm just constantly in a state of, of knowledge, right? That I'm leaning on Christ, I'm, I'm seeking Him, I'm doing these things. But um, the one thing in my first six months of, of this year was I, I didn't, I have not just personally found the time to spend with the Lord as often as I should. And what I found is that when I don't do those things, it spills into every other area of my life. I weigh heavier than I ever have. I'm not eating well. Um, you know, it's causing me to, to not enjoy my time with my family as much as I should. Um, you know, I get impatient. I, you know, I just, I, I slip back into sinful, you know, you know, thoughts and, um, and things that I know aren't who I am, but my flesh seeks after it. And so for me, it's a, I really want to, in the second half of this year, get back into that rhythm of seeking the Lord every single day, right? Meditating on his goodness, meditating on his word day and night, uh, and, and seeing how that would grow me as, as a, as a tree, you know, like I want to be planted by streams of flowing water so that I wield my wield or yield, I'm sorry, yield my, my fruit in my season. And so, um, I think that's the one thing that I really want to take hold of this year is I want to see personal holiness, uh, at the forefront, mm-hmm. not so that I can say, look how holy I am. Um, but as I do proclaim the excellencies of Christ in my life, and I talk to people every day that they would see Jesus in me, right? I, I, I would love to say that, you know, by my holiness, um, people have come to Christ this year. That would be, that's, that's personally something that the Lord has um, been very, he's been convicting me of. And, uh, and so that's, that's something I hope to be achieving as the year progresses this year. Man, <laughs> that that's, that's so, that's, that's wild. That, there's so many things along the same lines uh, that I was planning on saying. I think overall, so you, overall, I think if I were to condense it before I explain it, I would say that I'm praying for and I'm hopeful for um, just all things sort of under the banner of self-discipline. Mm. And I mean a lot of things by that. This year was strange in that 
uh, the majority of the early year, like, you know, Kelly was pregnant and like, I guess nesting is a real thing. I don't know if I was nesting or if I just like felt super anxious because I'm like, man, I've got this and this and this and this and this that needs to be done. Yeah. And I've got to get it done. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I was just working all the time. I was like, I was working at work and I'd come home in the afternoons and I work and I was on the weekends. I was working. I was just working on stuff all the time. And then my buddy. And you've done a a phenomenal job too. I appreciate that. I've had a lot of help doing it. (laughs) That's an inside joke there. I'll tell you that later. Um, so, so you know, really busy doing all these things, busy, 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 just stressed out, and you like working all the time and trying, and so like really focusing on a lot of tangible things that need to be done, and those are good things. Um, but then John Anders gets here, and it's a little bit of chaos for a little bit. Uh, but in the last, I'm going to say week, week and a half maybe, I have just felt when I come home, like I can rest, hmm. and man, that's been a sweet thing. What I'm fearful of is that I will enjoy that too much, which is part of the reason I keep myself so busy is because I know I have those inclinations, um, partly to do with some trauma coping mechanisms I developed as a child, you know, but <laughs> it's it's pretty easy for me to check out and to just kind of not deal with things. And mm. so I feel that on such a deep level that sometimes I pendulum swing the other way and I just deal with everything all at the same time and then I get overwhelmed. Mm. That's part of the thing, but as far as going into the next, you know, I was very disciplined in preparing my house and preparing our lives as best I could to receive John Andrews. Um, But spiritual things fell off because I was so focused on other things and I was so tired in those times where I could have spent time with the Lord. And so that really fell off as far as sitting down and thinking and studying and praying, you know, like really devoting a large sum of time and I said that that large sum can vary but like a large amount of attention to cultivating um, my knowledge of the Lord my knowledge of the scriptures and my, my time with the Lord mm. and so that you know that has I was going to say that, that exact thing is like that has spilled over into so many areas of my life part of my my pre-John Andrews discipline was I was eating pretty clean and I was losing weight and I was feeling better I go up and down and wait all the time, but like it gets to a point where like it affects your body, it affects how you feel. Like yeah. you, it's hard to move, it's hard to do things. It's just like it gets, it gets, it gets in your mind, it gets in your head, and so that's been. So whenever John Andrews came, that kind of went out the window. We were just eating whatever, and so like that's been affecting me in a lot of ways, um, and just like my time thing, how I manage time. But like John Andrews is just now getting to where he's sleeping about five hours, five or six hours a time, and so like. I'm not so tired in the mornings. And so like I can sit down for a few minutes in the morning and, and read my Bible and do some things. And so overall, I think what I'm trying to get to is I have been really good at self-discipline in certain areas. And so I've proven that I can do that. Um, but I've also proven that the wickedness of my heart will totally sidetrack me from applying that same mm-hmm. discipline. Yeah. To the Lord. For sure. And so like really wanting to to discipline myself in seeking the Lord and taking care of my body and taking care of my mind and taking care of my soul for the glory of the Lord. Because what happens is, right, whenever you're you're focused on yourself or not focused on yourself in a negative way, that can be misconstrued. What I mean is like not focused on your spiritual health, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Um 
what happens is that spills over into your relationships with your wife, with your children, with your church members, with your friends, with your co-workers. Um, And so I have felt a different weight now of like, as husbands, there have been times when we've been in situations with our wives and you realize that was your fault. I failed my wife. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I've just, I have just not led my wife well. Mm -hmm. Yep. My biggest fear right now is that John Andrews would get older and he'd grow to be a young man and then I would look back and say that's my fault I've just not done well with my son Mm -hmm. and so I don't know I I feel more of a responsibility more of a tangible responsibility like how my relationship with the Lord doesn't just affect me absolutely Mm -hmm. I have that responsibility I have that God-given responsibility to protect my family and to serve my friends and to serve my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I've been failing at that in a lot of ways, and so. Yeah, it's my turn. It's your turn, man. I think that was good. I, I think, um, I think we're all on the same page here, boys. Um, I listening to you, I think I had the opposite effect as far as you know, being in student ministry, also being in seminary, learning all this stuff at the same time. I gained a lot of knowledge, but I did not gain a lot of knowledge in the Word. I just gained a lot of knowledge about Christian life. Like I understood, I could I could read about a doctrine in a book that someone wrote about, but like, where do I find that in the Word? Hmm. And so this season has really just been a season of, I know all this. Like I like I've gained a lot of knowledge from the teachings that I've received from so many faithful people, but where is it at in Scripture? And like me, just like tangibly going to those places in scripture and saying that's where it's at yeah and like mm-hmm. hiding that away in my heart you know um there's a couple things I, I, the lord has really helped me and given me strength and discipline to wake up early in the morning to be devoted to him in prayer this year which is one of the things i really wanted to do um and i think it's sad as it is to say walking away from ministry helps me be in the word more mm-hmm. at, at least for my personal life um, and that's sad because um, I was in the Word every day as a you know as a student pastor, and um, anyways, one of the things that I really want to do, and I've been reading through this book. Um, I think I can't remember. It's by uh, Jameson, Bobby Jameson or Robbie Jameson. He's one of the Nine Marks guys, um, and it's it's a pathway to like becoming a pastor like what do you do in the midst of aspiring mm-hmm. you know and so he just kind of walks through the characteristics and some of the chapters I've been reading has just been really challenging and one of them recently has just been what are you doing like, it, the chapter is called I love the name of the chapter it's called Mastered and Be Mastered by the Word and I really want to work on mastering the Word and mm-hmm. being mastered by the Word and I think one of the things that I want to do this year is I want to get into scripture memory I talked to Colton. I didn't talk to you about it yet, but I talked to Colton about, I would like to try to memorize a book in the New Testament. Like I just, I know of people who've done that. I think it's been helpful for the people that I know who've done that. I would like to be able to say that I have read this enough and memorized it and meditated on it, you know, just day in, day out, just ate it up. I think the other thing is too, I just want to devote myself more to reading the scriptures. I think that because of, I would say, you know, our training in seminary and especially in sermon prepping, we 
we have been wired or trained in such a way that we're wired to see a passage and like dissect it in all these different ways and go through all these different steps. What's the main point? Yeah. How do I feed this like, to the sheep? Yeah. The next thing you know, like you're halfway through a Bible study and you've, you've created a sermon for yeah. other people and you're not even concerned about your own heart, That's you good. know? Yeah. And so I really want to just devote, I want to find a, a, a way to just read the word and just enjoy it for myself. Yeah. And uh, just sit in it. And so that's one thing that I have really been praying, like, Lord, teach me your word. I want, I want to be like the psalmist in 119, in Psalm 119. And I want to be like the prophet Jeremiah. I just want to be consumed by the word, you know, and, and be around people who are consumed by the word. I think that that's something that just is really, and it's funny, you know, we're all sitting here and we're like, I just want to be in the word more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, something I was thinking about the other day, and I would say this as a youth minister all the time, um, I would ask, you know, or I would, I would say this to parents, right? When they would say, well, why doesn't my kid love Jesus? And why don't they want to come to church and all these things? And, and I would say, well, how often are you leading your children? Mm-hmm. Right? Like how often are you praying with them? How much are they, how, how often are you uh, reading scripture with them? How often do they see you read scripture? And, and I thought about this the other day, like I do a really good job of, uh, like when me and Naomi are in the car, we listen to catechisms and we go through question and answers from scripture. We sing, you know, s- songs that she identifies as her, her Jesus songs, right? So there's her Jesus songs and my Jesus songs, right? <laughs> the ones that, like, you know, like, and she's not like a huge fan of my Jesus music because it's not as, it's not as upbeat and fun as, as Shia Lynn apparently. And so, um, but like, I, I, the way she's listening to good, hey man, she, yeah, she's listening to good stuff, but, uh, I say that to say like it's I've like as I get in the car with her, I hear her answering questions about like who is the father, who is the son, who is the spirit. Like it's fun hearing my five year old get to see these, you know, hear these things, and I'm glad that I get to do that. But I thought for the sec, like I thought for a second, you know, well she's not actually watching me read the word, mm-hmm. right? Like we have yet to really establish um, a solid, uh, you know, worship time as a family, mostly because that's been my own. Uh, like excuse to say, oh well, she's still too young to really yeah. like whatever. And and now she's five. Like she gets it. Like she's she's obeying. She's obedient. She knows how to sit still. She knows how to do this. All these things. And so, like it's one of those things where I'm like, oh shoot. Like my own personal, <laughs> my own personal inability to seek holiness well in my life will have an effect on my child mm-hmm. if I don't correct it. You know. So, you got something. I um to to that point, one one of the things that um, the Lord really burned me with is when we first moved. You, you've been in our house. There's that little room, the side room with the little study in it, like mm-hmm. where there's a guy at a desk. Yeah, that's where I was doing my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord had just really burdened me. Same thing. Like I want to, I want to wash my 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 wife in the water of the Word. Yeah. You know, like I want to be faithful to Ephesians five. I want to love her like Christ loves the church and. And so one of the things that the Lord began to convict me of is like, why don't you in the morning, instead of going in this place, I'm already waking up a little bit earlier before her and getting up and starting to do the quiet time. And so I just sit in the breakfast nook because I know Anna's going to walk in the kitchen. I want to set an example for my bride. Like the word is important and it's valuable. And I want, I want her to see me in the word. I want to set that example of consistency in the word. Um, and so the next thing with that is I, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm, we want to have kids one day, and I want to be in a rhythm of family worship before we have kids. 
so that we can somehow take that rhythm we've had. And I know it's going to change. I don't know how it's going to change or what it's going to look like. But to say we have some sort of momentum going into this that we are going to devote our time together in the Word and in prayer. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the good. aspect of family worship as well yep. that you brought in. Jonathan, anything to add? Yeah, I think uh, that's a tough one, man. You, especially you get around a bunch of families, um, a lot of families at our church, you know, Grace Community Church, are really faithful to do that. And I've had the opportunity a couple times to, you know, be eating supper with them and say, hey, you, you mind if we do, you know, family worship? And uh, one family in particular, just seeing uh, how their little boy like three years old or something, responded and would sing the songs and knew the moves and just, just loved it. You know, like came time to talk about stuff. He's a three-year-old, and so he, he does what three-year-olds do. But sure. just from that young age to, to know experientially, like, hey, this is what we do as a family. Mm-hmm. This is what's important. That is invaluable. And that's been one of my biggest failures as a husband. I felt that for years now. Is that uh, never started that rhythm? I tried a couple times, but lack the, I don't know, fortitude. Yeah, I guess the fortitude to stay consistent in it. You know, um, it, it's hard. The the hardest part is the start. It really is. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I think it's hard to keep going. Um, yeah, I think what I mean is when I say start, I'm thinking, you know, it's hard to get through that first month of it. Mm-hmm. You know. I really do. I think starting it and keep, like, I think after a month, if you do two months, I think you're in a rhythm at that point. I'm sure, yeah. I don't know. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I will <laughs> let you know, too. Uh, but it is important. It's a responsibility as a husband um, and as a father to make sure that your child, and that's and that's like, that's like my thing, right? It's like I was talking to our boss the other day about, I don't know, just the idea of doing the right thing and, and I was like, you know, sometimes my inclination is not to do the wrong thing, but it's not to do the rightest thing. Mm. It's really easy for me to convince myself that I'm doing all right because I'm not messing up. But I'm not going out of my way mm-hmm. to glorify the Lord in my day to day, you know. Right. And so I don't know how I got there. but No, I, so <laughs> I, think, I think it's important to, to be conscious of those things that, um, you, there is a way in which you can cruise along and not necessarily be messing anything up huge, but you're just not doing the things that are the most glorifying to the Lord. I think that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. I would like to make a plug real quick just for, you know. Did anybody, you write a book? No, 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 no. Oh. But we did, we had a topic on family worship and uh, back in October on the Exiles podcast before we moved here. And Dean Seeley, talked about his experience. He started late in life uh, doing family worship with his kids. But if you were to ask his kids, I mean, his kids were in junior high and high school when he started. Mm-hmm. And if you were to ask his kids, man, and I, there's one of them, the middle child, you can tell a difference. You could tell a difference from the moment they started to the moment he, he graduated. I mean, the Lord just did such a wonderful work in that family. And he, and he will tell anybody, it is worth it. It is absolutely sure. worth it. Um, but I would just want to, I would just say like if that's something you're interested in he mm-hmm. he discussed that um, and just kind of shared his testimony of how the Lord was faithful and their faithfulness to do family worship together even at a late stage so it's never too late 
Mm-hmm. I did want to just as a as a random fun fact, there was a time in church history not too long ago, just a couple hundred years ago, where they were excommunicating people if uh, the husbands weren't faithful to leave their wa- lead their wives yeah. and their children in faith in uh, family worship. That's awesome. <laughs> they were kicking them out. Absolutely. This is like 150 years ago. That's yeah, Don awesome. Whitney writes about that in his book, his little book. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, I want to, I do want to bring it all back together. We we talk about these things because we want to help encourage you guys as listeners as well to. Uh, to think through where you've come in the last six months, but also to, to have a, a plan forward for where you want to be, right? Um, <clears throat> there's no better time than the present to start something. There's no better time than now. And uh, it's better to do a little bit now than than nothing tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so uh, let me encourage you in that way to, to think about it. As you've listened to us talk about some of the things that we want to grow and, and be better at, uh, may you be encouraged to also Uh, grow in that same way so i think that's all we got so we're going to wrap things up Uh, be sure to connect with us on facebook and instagram at the exiles pod as well as private messages any question you may want answered you can also connect with us or contact us with your questions by emailing us at the exiles pod at gmail.com we have a new podcast every tuesday and so before you exit off be sure to give us a like share this episode with your friends and leave a review until next time peace see you all right Thank you.